Hey there, and welcome to episode number eight of the Melbourne North and Suburbs podcast. My name is Adam Roach, and I'll be your host. So in today's episode, I talk to Grant Hogan and Robin Lee from the Gamers in Mernda and Surroundings group. So they host a regular board gaming meets around Mernda and Doreen. So we go into the different type of tabletop games and board games that they use at their, their nights that they, they run. So it sounds like it really is a fun night for anyone just wanting to get out there, you know, get away from the television and all the technology, go do some socialising, play some games and have a great night. Now for those people that are into Fortnite, we also get to chat about that as well. Now before we do go into the interview, have a few little community announcements to make. So a Lady Sue on the Mernda Facebook group page, so she's looking at setting up a playgroup as part of their charity work in Cambodia. And she's travelling over in December and looking for anyone that has... So she's looking for anyone that might have some uh, suitable playgroup toys that are lightweight and durable, and plus um, not too big as well. So the charity is called Rice for Cambodia. So yeah, if you have any little toys laying around, check out the Moonda site and look for Sue's post. Now the other one is at Funfields, they're hiring uh, lifeguards. So anyone looking for uh, a fun little job, contact Funfields and join their team to become a, a lifeguard. Or you can go to their website at funfields.com.au slash employment to check out all the criteria needed for the job. Again, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Proactive Self-Defence in Thomastown and Bung Pai Toe Massage in Bandura. And you will be able to hear their adverts in today's podcast. So let's go over the interview now with Grant and Robin from the Mernda Gamers. All right, so here we are with Grant and Robin. Thanks guys for coming down. Thanks Thank you. Thank you very much. So you're both from the, the Gamers in Mernda and Surrounds Group. Yes. That's correct? Yep, That's correct. So can you tell us exactly what you do? All right, so we host regular board gaming meets. Um, board gaming is quite a big world. It's not just what people think of, like Monopoly or Scrabble or anything like that. Yeah. There's actually a whole new world of board games, and they're not what you think. They're very thematic. They're, they're big, they're small, they're short, they're eight hours long if you want them to be. Oh, really? so, yeah. <laughs> and we uh, host, at the moment, we're at the Bridgen Hotel on the first and third Sunday of every month. They're okay. totally free meets, and... Um, we encourage gamers of all ages to come. We really love having uh, kids come with their parents and getting uh, families playing together and interacting with each other at cool. the table, away from screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. and, and getting to know new people in the community as well. Yeah, and it's all free to say. Absolutely free to attend. That's, yeah. that's been the main aim from the start. Is when I started, it was. I want everything free. I don't yeah. want to charge anything for anyone. I'm not in it for profit. I'm here because I just wanted people to get together, be social, have fun. And, and it's actually grown. Like we actually have weekly, we have events at the Lorimer Activity Community Centre. They're board game nights that we play. And then Tuesday night we do role-playing games, which is the old style pen and paper and roll the dice. And oh, okay. they've been around for plenty of years. So we've, we've got really good groups going for that too. Yeah. So you've got a few different places to do that? Yes. So the first and third Sunday is at Bridge Inn. Uh, the Monday and Tuesday nights are at the Lorimer Activity Community Centre. Okay. And we sort of do ad hoc 
groups occasionally. Yeah, we do ad hoc groups. We'll meet up at someone's house. We'll meet up down the pub, and mm. um, if someone particularly wants to play something, we'll get a group together and give mm. it a go. So you try and uh, differ the games, or is it always the same? We try and play a wide variety of games. Yeah. Um, I think a few of our members now have the shells of shame where they've gotten a bit excited about buying a few hundred board games and <laughs> literally a few hundred board games. And um, I know that my family has a shelf with, with very rarely played games that we try and sort of rotate in and out so we're not always playing the same things. Yeah. And um, board game mechanics are, are really wide and varied. I mean, most classic board games that people grew up playing are competitive where players compete against each other, but I actually really enjoy playing cooperative games where mm-hmm. players work together to try and beat the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also lots of different mechanics. It's We often call them tabletop games instead of board games because they don't always involve a board. Sometimes you've got a hand of cards. Sometimes you don't have anything at all. Um, so, yeah, no, there's a really wide and varied types of games that you can play. I guess the question is, what are tabletop games? Great. Well, look, I can, I can probably name a few examples, and that's probably going to help. There's, there's what we call gateway games. So gateway games are generally... Nice and easy for people to jump into. Like we can teach the game in a matter of minutes, and mm-hmm. people will pick it up quite quickly. And I guess one of those games is Ticket to Ride. It's probably one of the more famous games that people might actually start seeing that in like Toy World, and yep. rather than a niche store, so they'll see it in different places. And all that game is simply you've got tickets, and you've got to build a train line from one city to another in America, mm-hmm. and you're all trying to do your own train line, so you, you'd be blocking each other off, mm-hmm. and it's all a bit of strategy, strategy yeah. to it. So, yeah. I think that the main point of those types of games is that you have a number of actions you can do, and a number of actions you need to do, but a very limited number of actions you're allowed to do per turn, and so the strategy in that game is deciding what you're going to do that will maximise your advantage, whilst also... Maybe screwing another player over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Blocking him, yeah. I actually played that for the first time last week. Mm. I'd never played Ticket to Ride, and no, I played really. lots of board games and really enjoyed it. Highly yeah. recommend it as a gateway game for any families or individuals that are looking to get into tabletop or board gaming. Mm. And then you've got games like uh, one called Zombicide, which yeah. is very popular, and Zombicide is uh, a miniatures game, so there's a lot of miniature characters, so... Basically, you, this one is cooperative. You work as a team, and you might have an objective. It's a, it's a map that's laid out in front of you, and at certain points, you'll draw cards, and they might randomly drop five zombies that are after you, and there's different types. And as a team, you've got to work out how you can... Um, nice way to say you just kill them. You've got to go and kill the zombies to survive. Like, yeah. They're after you. you. You need to beat them. And that all comes down to dice rolls, card flipping, and seeing what's next. So yeah. every game is completely random. You'll never play the same game twice. And right. yeah, there's lots of expansions, meaning there's lots of different ways you can play. And within that, there's a modern theme, there's a medieval theme, there's a fantasy theme. Yeah. So they've really grown on it and it's quite a popular franchise but yeah. even in those two examples they're just completely different games yeah, yeah. Absolutely. so would you say they're the most popular ones or do you have other ones as well that people um, really love to play i think that zombicide isn't something we regularly pull out at a games day because it's one of those ones where you'll be like let's sit down for a night and mm. play this game for four hours yeah. um so there's definitely games that you can play a uh, really popular game format is called euros um, and the, role, the aim of those games is to gain victory points to win the game. And the way that you do that is through a whole sort of 
different types of mechanics. You might need to fulfil objectives by collecting items and trading them for something else, mm -hmm. or uh, having players in certain areas, or fighting another player in combat, um, whether that's through dice rolls or card reveals. Um, they're a really popular format of game, and there are hundreds and hundreds of different types of games within that Euro format. Mm -hmm. That's a really popular one at our gaming days, because you can play a game in two hours. It's not something that will be sequential you can it's a one shot sort of abstract game where you can pull it out play it and put it away and play something else yep. another popular mechanic of game is uh called de deck builders and those are card based games where you draw a deck of cards and throughout the game you build your deck of cards to be stronger and you use those cards to fulfill objectives whether it's competitive and fighting against another player or cooperative where you're all working together to defeat a common enemy or fulfill a common goal but, but, I mean, even for the kids, there's a really popular game called Rhino Hero. And Rhino Hero, you all play as a superhero, that the, the rhino or a giraffe or a... Uh, can't think what else there is, but... Uh, there different are, types of different African types of animals. animals. Yeah, <laughs> and the, 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 the idea of this game is you to build a tower of cards. And like the old days, you used to build with a 52-decker cards yeah. and build a house. These are actually shaped in an angle, but there's different heights of them. And you'll reveal a card and you've got to try and place those walls. But then what you've got to do is place your character on there. So it's got to be stable and, mm. and you know, it can't fall over. But the towers end up, like, a few feet high. Like, it becomes really <laughs> strategic and you've got to try and place a wall so it messes up another person, how, how they can move. And yeah. the, the variation in games is, is amazing. Yeah, that sort of dexterity style of game is really mm. popular, obviously, mm. with younger players because it's not so much thinking about abstract strategy but using physical, mm. yes, using physical <laughs> components to win a game. And it is very popular with adults as party games, warm-up mm. games. And so we sometimes do get a little bit rowdy playing dexterity games. It can yeah. get very dramatic when you're down to the last card and you've managed to build a tower that's one and a half metres tall and <laughs> the last piece may send the whole thing crashing down. So yeah. Yeah. so how many in a group? Well, the actual page started in November 2016. Yep. There's just under 200 members at the moment. Okay. Regularly at the bridge-in, we'll get between 20 and 24, 20, 20 to 30, yep. um, which is a great regular, regular take. We, we sit in the lounge area there, so it's oh, not yeah. in the loud sports bar, it's in the lounge area. Is that area. the middle part? Yeah, the middle yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we set up, they usually set up about uh, four or five tables for us, and we just line up, and there might be three games on a whole row of tables going. But it depends on the day, like if there's something else on, you'll notice the crowd's a bit smaller, but there's always going to be people there playing games. That's the yeah. main thing, yeah. Is it the same people coming back? or um, There's probably a regular dozen. Yeah, there's probably a regular group of nearly 15, yeah. but we do get, uh, we've been getting more new people lately, yeah. which is really exciting, people who've seen us seen our Facebook page or seen us advertise in local groups or even when we had our um, tent at the Grand Affair as well. Yeah. So we have been getting more new people lately, which is really exciting. And I, I, I'd hate to sort of uh, categorise people, but a lot of people have maybe gone to a group like this socially anxious. Mm -hmm. And the one thing we definitely encourage is if anyone wants to come and buy, buy themselves and play a game, we as the sort of administrators or the main people that run it, we will stop playing what we're playing, go and greet that person, yep. you know, get to know them, introduce them to a few people and see what sort of games they may have played or what they'd like to play and mm. start playing with them. And you don't have to have any experience. You could not no, have touched not. one of these games before. Because yeah. <laughs> as I said, someone can be taught in a minute. Some might be, you know, a bit lengthier, but yeah. we always try and start off small just to not scare people, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
But that's the reality yeah, of the situation. Yeah, yeah we really try and have a really welcoming, sort of non-threatening <laughs> approach to gaming. I mean, I know that classically, you gamers are sort of nerdy middle-aged dudes. And we've, we've got our fair share of nerdy middle-aged dudes. But, you know, I'm obviously female. I'm in my 30s and um, we do get families coming in. We're trying to encourage more um, women to come into gaming as well. Um, and it is open to everyone and we're a very welcoming group. We love seeing new faces every every other week. Yeah, well, like I said, it's great for families just to get out of this. Oh, watching TV, yes. playing video games. Without a screen in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah, we, we call just it getting half getting an hour of that fortnight is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in saying that, that we we do have the games for the younger people. You know, a lot of yeah, people absolutely. think that because we're talking about these two-hour games we play, no, some games go for five minutes, totally. but you might play it five or six times. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter um, who you are or what, what you are. It's just come along. Yeah. yeah, I sort of can speak from experience. I have a 10-year-old stepson, um, and our relationship has definitely improved just by us connecting through playing games. It can be hard to relate to a child if you don't have a common interest and with the technology moving so fast, it's often that parents get left behind these days when their kids pick up on new technology and new ways to entertain themselves. Mm. But board gaming is a common thing that I think that most people can relate to. And when you're sitting around a table trying to work together to solve a puzzle, you really mm. can build a bond with people. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. And it's so social. That, that's the Absolutely. one thing that I loved about it. I mean, yeah. the reason I started it was because I knew the area. I was very new to the hobby. I only really started a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, how do I find people? So I just put it on one of the Mernda pages and ended up, wow, there's a lot of people in this area. So I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll start a group and see what happens. And yeah. it's just floated from there. Like, me and Robin didn't even know each other two years ago. So, oh, really? yeah. you know, but now we considered you know best of friends yeah and that that's what it's done and and, it, and that's what i want to sort of relate to people is that they walk in and see us all laughing and happy like that that's the game it's not necessarily just because we're best friends or anything yeah. it's yeah. it's just because that's what you do when you're playing a game it's not all competitive or it's not always cooperative there's there's times where you get to stop and just chat and get to know people and that's the best part about it yeah do you ever have prizes or is it just yeah, for fun. Yeah. Um, we were actually they're actually in owner transition at the moment, but there was a, a, a board game shop which is pretty rare around Melbourne, yeah. but it was actually in Northcote or Fitzroy, sort of the, the borderline there. Yeah, I and I used to work with him. Oh, it was yeah. called Gatekeeper Games, okay. and they provided some prizes uh, for a big event we held last year. We um, on the back of that, it's oh. called International Tabletop Day. It's actually. A day. I know there's days for cats and fathers and mothers. There's actually a day for tabletop games. So okay. we actually held a really big event, which went from ten in the morning till midnight at the Bridge Inn. And wow. um, they they donated some prizes to that night. Um, yeah. We had a couple of tournaments, a couple of raffle draws, um, and they just vouchers to use at the store. So. Yeah. Um, but again, because we keep it free, I think that's probably one of the best prizes of all. Actually, yeah, that anyone can just come and not stress. The only thing, if you're at the Bridge Inn, I mean, you just buying um drinks and and food there yeah, yeah and the beauty of the lounge area is that it's calm it's quiet uh, yeah. it's not a rowdy pub atmosphere that's what we try to encourage people might think that they bring their kids they're in a pub and you know yeah. the whole, if you say pub people think oh rowdy drinking <laughs> no it's not like that at no, all. That's right. no it's right yeah, the lounge is really chill. And with this yeah. little seating area just to the side of our tables as well. And we've sometimes had, you know, families come with young kids and it can be hard to get young kids to concentrate for that amount of time. But, yeah. you know, there's a breakaway area where kids can go and let off some steam and, you know, mm. they don't have to 
necessarily sit there at a table for two hours and concentrate on some complicated sort of game. Mm, you yeah. know, families can dip in and out. We mm. don't expect people to stay the whole day. Mm. Some people do. It's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. But, you know, we get people coming just for an hour, just for two hours, or they can stay the whole day. Mm. You know, it's a really casual sort of affair and just an opportunity to bring people together. Mm. Now, what's the youngest, you think, for the, the kids? I think the youngest we've had is probably about six or seven. Mm. Okay. I think at that age, you know, you're starting to get kids who are able to uh, not only play dexterity games, but if they're a bit more advanced, starting to be able to read cards and other games. Mm. Um, but we do have a fair few kids who are sort of 10 and above who are mm. coming in. There's a couple of later older teens and a couple of sort of in-betweeners as mm. well. Yep. And they're, they're part of our regular group now as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, those smart ones that get on there and bring <laughs> everyone up. It's, it's amazing how, how quickly some of these kids become. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Rob was talking about her stepson. Like, he plays the games. He plays the yeah, big games with us. Games with <laughs> us. Like, yeah. he, he just picks it up so quickly, and and he's good. I don't treat him any differently. Cause no. I, if I need to battle him in a game, I'll battle him. It doesn't, but he'll <laughs> battle me too. So yeah, yeah it's it's good. It's really good. Martial arts, Muay Thai kickboxing, fitness and self-defense. Over 50 classes per week, beginners to advanced. Separate junior, little dragons and adult only classes. Casual classes or value memberships. Come try a free introductory class at Proactive Self-Defense. Factory 8, Brock Street, Thomastown. Phone 9464-4546. ProactiveSelfDefense.com Bang Pai Thai Massage. We offer massages in relaxation, Thai and deep tissue. We open every day from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Come on in and see us at number 11 13 20 Plenty Road, Bandura, or call us on 9466 8996 to make an appointment. Like us on Facebook or become a member to get discounts. Sawadika. And do you find with the games, like a lot of people that do come back, they they might go home and practice it, be strategic like that? I find they come back and they go, oh, I bought that game because I played it last oh, year. Really? <laughs> and yeah, then they're starting to play and they understand it. And then yeah. they're happy to teach people. That's the beauty of it. That yeah. when someone's in the game, they can teach. You know, yeah. Not that we don't want to. A lot just... of us, yeah, bring mm. our own games because mm. we all have embarrassingly extensive libraries Well, now. our library is all our games. Yes, yeah, basically. We don't get a library the... provided to us or anything. It's no, it's all games us. that we bought oh, okay. to share with other people. But we do get people who are coming who are new to the group and they'll come back a couple of weeks later and say, I've bought five or ten board games <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, no, people definitely pick up on the games that they like yeah. and then they'll play it with their, you know, their families and their friends and their groups and start their own little things. Like, I, I actually played a really simple game called Zuro. It's a game that you can teach in about 30 seconds. Mm. It involves battling on a board, trying to move your pieces along a path and knocking other people off the path. Um, and... And that's random, randomised by tiles that you have. Yes, randomised by tiles that you place on the change board. Change the lines. And okay. I um, played it with my parents, who are in their 60s, um, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm actually going to give them a copy for their birthday. No, and then this week, because they, they played it, and then I think we played it three more times because they loved it. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, it's, a, it's definitely uh, a way that 
and it's a way that I can interact with them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I can sit there and chat to them and stuff, but playing a game with them is just another way to bring an element of fun to that relationship as well. Yeah. So do you have games like Monopoly and all those? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on, I've got to jump in there. There, there, is, there is a version of Monopoly called Monopoly Gamer, oh, and it, it actually uh, was co-done with Nintendo. So it's got all Mario Brothers characters oh, okay. in it. And look, it's not your traditional Monopoly, but look, um, if you speak to the, I'll say the elitists that are board game fans, if you mention the word Monopoly, they don't want to know that. <laughs> oh, really? But this Monopoly gamer is uh, is a bit of fun, but some yeah. people still won't play it because yeah. they feel, oh, it's Monopoly. But <laughs> I think it's that different. the problem with Monopoly is that because it's winner takes all and all the other players lose. Yeah. You get towards the end of the game and all the players are slowly going bankrupt, they're slowly watching their dreams crumble around them while one player just takes off yeah. and obviously monopolises the game. <laughs> so you end up with one smug or scared person depending on who they're playing against and a bunch of really miserable people who just want to play something else. Whereas a lot of really balanced board games, some of my favourite board games, you don't know who's won until you're telling up the points at the end of the game. Okay. I think that's far more exciting and keeps you motivated to keep playing, whereas I haven't played Monopoly for several years <laughs> and don't plan to, to be honest. Yeah, no. I think well, there's far better games out there than Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. And that that's what we try to do is try to say, hey, Monopoly's a game. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've grown up on it, and you know, but it's a relationship breaker. Yes, <laughs> you know, I've seen absolutely. People flip tables over Monopoly, yeah. though. None of our games are like that. And and truth be told, I personally, I don't actually win a lot of games, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't win a lot. <laughs> mm. So you're saying before you worked in a game shop, did you? No, I, I worked with this person uh, in uh, Dick Smith. Oh, okay. I used to work at Dick Smith years yeah. ago, and just by chance found out that he opened up this uh, board game store. Yeah. So, as I said, they are very rare around Melbourne. Like they're, they're getting there. There's a lot of board game cafes popping up, but yeah. to have something local, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if someone wants to open up a game store in Mernda, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's that's how he ended up sponsoring us or, I guess, just supporting us. Yeah. 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 So you both pretty much, like, been into board games all your life or just, like I said, no, I'm years. really new. Um, when I met my partner, my fiance, a few years ago, um, we started making friends with some people in my area who played board games. And so it's probably, I've only been playing for about three years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my, my introduction to board games as a kid was Monopoly and things like yeah. that. And there's a, a very, uh, I guess, famous and popular game now called Heroes Quest, which has become a bit of a a unicorn for some people that it's a hard game to find but mm. it was one that I grew up on but then didn't really touch them for years got into the video game side of things and there's a expo that's on every year called PAX which is called Penny Arcade Expo um, it's a group from America they chose Melbourne as their first international show so every year um, they have a really big spectacle event that has video games tabletop board games computer stuff the first couple of years, I'll, I admittedly would walk past and go, what are they doing playing these board games? Like, that looks horrible. And then the next year, it was like, oh, actually, it looks like fun. Yeah. And then the next year, I was, I was hooked. Yeah. I was like, all right, I sat down, and I played a game, bought a game, and went, right, this is fun. Yeah. And that's when I came back and wanted to find who else plays them. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like saying, it really is good for, for social and getting out there, meeting people. You know, we go out for dinners, and it's not about board gaming anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we do. We if we're bored on a Saturday night, it's just a simple message on Facebook. What are you doing? Yeah. Let's play a game. <laughs> yeah, it's great, good fun. Yeah. And do you both still play video games at all? Yeah, oh, I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. 
Look, I'm 40. I'm, I'm, I'm grown up now. That's as grown up as I'll get. <laughs> Video yeah. games and board games. And that that's, you know, some people have their vices. They might like cars. They, I don't know, they might like gardening. I like video games and board games. And what do you think about this Fortnite? I don't really know much about it, but the Fortnite. Well, I have a 10-year-old, so, um, you know, he loves Fortnite. His dad and I could care less. It's not really our thing. Yeah, you know, we, we both, we all play video games, but I think we all gravitate to different sorts of video games. I really yeah. like puzzle-driven games. Thinking um, games, yeah. yeah thinking mm. games and social games. And his dad likes sort of story-driven first-person shooters and our step, my stepson likes Fortnite. Although some and, people would say Fortnite's social, but yeah, look, I, I, I don't mind it. I, yeah. I don't play it. Yeah. Um, but understanding what it is I, I guess I get a little bit angry when I see the articles on a current affair making a devil of a game yeah. it's a game there's, That's all heard, there's really. been many like it before and yeah. there'll be many different ones to come afterwards yeah. it's just once one game gets out and they're in the public I could probably name 10 other games that did the same thing it was doing five, six years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. If they aren't complaining about Fortnite, they'd be complaining about Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You know, I think that yeah. um, Fortnite is, is, because it's so popular with that demographic of younger players, I think that's be- become a real target for um, parents or groups who are against any sort of video games. But mm. I don't think it's any different, really, to uh, the games that have come before it in yeah. terms of, you know, that it's not it's not as violent as other shooter games that have mm. been out there. I mean, it's definitely got that tone of instant gratification. Mm. The games are really short. You pick up lots of loot and, you know, rinse and repeat a hundred times. Uh, so I think that it, it can have that element of sucking people in and keeping them for a while. But I think that, you know, it's up to parents as well to really police that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, absolutely. But well, as the new Call of Duty is a famous franchise in games, and there's a new version of it coming out next week, and they're actually used to be a really story-driven single-player game, but they're actually driving this one. It's the same sort of thing as Fortnite, but oh, really? that's even bloodier. Like, no, there's yeah, no blood Call in Fortnite. Really Call of Duty's going to be bloody, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see it on you know 60 minutes in six months yeah. again. <laughs> you know, it's it, it goes around and comes around, and as gamers, we just sort of oh, here we go again. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Here's another game. What's the next game? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you're worried about your kids playing too much Fortnite, get some board games. Yeah, that's <laughs> I right. I was going to say that. Get yeah. around the yeah. table. Yeah. Yep. 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 Definitely in the board game sounds more interesting. And oh, once you once you get into the thematics of things, I mean, there's games about making a patchwork quilt. There's games, you know, I, I love my horror stuff, so there's a lot of great horror games. Yeah. There's, there's a oh. game that I've heard of. I, ha- I, I haven't watched a review yet, but there's a game, I think it's called Scobills, and it's about farming chilies. Yeah, and it's about the Scoville ratings. And I really, oh, okay. I really want to get it because I, I love chili. Well, but there's, you know, there's Harry Potter games. There's games with lots of licenses behind them. Mm. Um, Harry Potter's an awesome deck builder, very easy to teach. I've introduced a couple of families to it, and they adore it. Mm. Um, there's legacy games, which are games that are story-driven, where you actually play it multiple times and you play through a story. A lot of those are cooperative. Yeah. Um, some of them, there's a Star Wars game, which is one versus many. We have a group that plays Star Wars, and my fiancé is the Empire, and we're the rebel scum. And he tries to you know, kick our butts every second Friday <laughs> at the moment, 
and um, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. But, you know, there's you can get into a whole world. There's casual games you can sit down and play once and put away for six months. There's games you'll want to play through a story and they can last from a few weeks to a couple of years for some mm. of the really big ones. Right. Um, there's always different types of games coming out, games with new and exciting mechanics. Yeah. So it's definitely not a field where you're going to be bored, bored. Yeah. even though you are bored games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the opposite of yeah. what's going to happen because... Yeah, no, you can get totally immersed in different worlds. Yeah, that's why when we talk about this shelf of shame, like um, very popular in the board game world is Kickstarter. I don't know if you know what Kickstarter is, where it's an online area where people who might do arts, books, um, record gadgets. albums, gadgets get to launch their products oh, sorry, to the yeah, public, yeah, yeah. and then people fund it. Yeah, the board game community is massive for Kickstarter. Oh, really? Um, it, it's really big, isn't it? It's 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 huge. So yeah. we're constantly these games can sometimes take six months to two years to make. So all of a sudden we've got a new game on our doorstep that you know yeah. we've been waiting for for two years. So we want to try and bring that to the table. But also Robin might have got one that week, and then someone's getting one next week. So yeah. we're always playing the latest and the greatest games, and that that's the good thing about it. Yeah. But the problem is. When there's big influxes of games, you don't get to play them all so quickly. Yeah. So that's why our shelf of shame is always trying to be worked out. <laughs> yeah. So with a lot of the games you've mentioned, can people actually um, like Google? Is it like on YouTube and find out exactly how Absolutely. it's all played? There's YouTube's a great of, source. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of um, videos that will either teach you the rules or people will actually sit down and play the game and film it. Yeah. And that way you can actually watch how the mechanics work in like a real world setting. And um, there's heaps of YouTubers who do what are called Let's Plays, where yep. you watch a playthrough or reviews of games where they'll talk more about the mechanics in a sort of meta way and decide whether the game is good or not. So and like if we're going into a new game, rather than just say to everyone, all right, here's a rule book, read it, we'll like find it. a video yeah. and say, all right, everyone watch this video and yeah. explains how to play. And as long as you go into a new board game having a rough idea of how it works, yeah. you don't need to refer to the manual as much and therefore you can get into a game quicker. Yep. Um, so yeah, and YouTube's been great. That's been a great innovation for people who don't want to sit there and read a rule book or who um, have trouble learning just by reading rules and learn a lot better by watching other people do it. It's, yeah. a, it's been a really great innovation in the world mm. of board gaming. And that's our aim in the end too. Like we've done it a couple of times where we do unboxing videos because some of these games have just got amazing artwork or miniatures that you get in the games. When I say miniatures, some figures are this, you know, a few inches tall. And we we've done a couple of unboxing videos, so we break the seal and show people, oh, this is the new game, and oh, what's this? That's exciting, and show it up on the camera. And but we're going to do that stuff a lot more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're just slowly getting off our feet, really, and working yeah. it all out. So is that on the Facebook page, or is that unboxing? Uh, we've got a YouTube channel, which okay. is to always look up Mern the Gamers. So everywhere you see a presence of Mern the Gamers, that, that's us, including our website. So, yep. yeah, au. Again, we're working on it. It's all it's all coming, <laughs> but it is all there. We've got a Facebook page. Our Instagram is quite uh, active. Yep. Robin does a lot of the, the Instagram stuff. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we've got a YouTube channel as well, so... Excellent. Yeah, social media is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're quite present on our Facebook page, always talking about upcoming events. And yeah. we team up with another group in uh, Reservoir called the Salvo Monthly Gamers. Um, I just gave you a plug, Matt. Um, yeah, and they're a group that we've combined. We've done Friday the 13th events. We've yeah. just done combined events. And 
they bring their group, our group come together and we just have a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's really good. There yeah. are lots of uh, little groups around Melbourne that mm. do play games and there are starting to be more events. There's a few uh, annual conventions where mm. you basically go and play board games with a few hundred people for three days over mm. a long weekend. But I am actually going to a mm. uh, female-focused event this Saturday as well, yep, which really. I, I heard of and I went... I play board games like several times a week and yeah. I know lots of female gamers and I've never actually played a board game with just women. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. I think it'll be a really interesting and different dynamic. Um, and also getting more women into gaming is, yep. is always a great thing. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, especially single women may feel intimidated coming to an event or they don't know anyone. It is still a very male-centric hmm. uh, interest. Yep. But I think that there's so many opportunities and there's nothing stopping more women, more children, more older people stepping yeah. into gaming. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be 30 to 50-year-old dudes. It yeah, can be anyone. Did you get many older people? Like over 50s? We don't get a huge I amount. I don't want to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do. Not, not many. Yeah. But I think that, you know, again, it's a, it's a thing that is open to anyone. You don't need knowledge of technology to play games. You know, you need... I guess a general grasp of English. Yeah. You don't need social skills to play games, mm. even though it's a social thing. Yeah. I think that um, a, pe- a lot of people who have difficulties with social interactions actually find uh, socialising while gaming a lot easier because you're focused on something else and the socialising is just the periphery. Yeah. And I think we get a few people who are sort of, you know, people who might be uncomfortable with mm. sitting around a table and having dinner with people and trying to converse. Mm. If you're focused on a game, suddenly mm. you can chat easily to other people because you're not just focused on them yep. and I think that's a really great thing as well yeah, that's I think the best is that slowly people learn what type of game they like yeah, you know they might like as, as Rom's saying the Euros game or they might just enjoy those five minute card games yeah. you work it out slowly yeah. and that's why every week we've always got a varied varied type of game well hopefully yeah, everyone listening definitely check out the, the pages I'll put all the links in there, the notes so people can click great. straight on to yeah, it yeah. Go to Absolutely. it. But the yeah. Facebook page is the place to be pretty much. It's yeah. Where all our events are listed. Um, we might just do polls every now and then or we just ask people, you know, we get some topics going about what's coming up and what they're buying and yeah. and sometimes not even board game related. So just mm. a bit of a social social place to be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thanks very much, guys, for coming down. And no, I definitely awesome. learned a lot about the gaming. So yeah, <laughs> hope to see you down there. Yeah, no, no problem. There, look, drop in first and third Sunday. Uh, just yeah. even drop in and, and watch for twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, have, have a coke, have a beer, whatever you want to do. But just come and watch. Just say good day, and that's all we want. Just want people to see it. Yeah, mm. excellent. All right. all right, thanks, guys. Thank you very all much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Grant Hogan and Robin Lee. So hopefully you get down there to one of their meets and get into some board game playing. Join me on Sunday for my episode with Amy Bunjada from the Management Solutions by Design Group. So Amy is a business coach and a consultant as well. And yeah, give some great advice for all those businesses out there. So until Sunday, keep smiling.